Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. You likely heard that the federal government is partially shut down. It's not like a private company shutting down part of its operation and laying off some of its employees. For those employees, it's no job, no pay. For the federal employees who are off work for now, it's no job but you most likely get paid later. It's not so harm-free for private contractors and all of the businesses who depend on the thousands of federal employees to shop and buy. The point is that the partial government shutdown is causing real problems for thousands of real people. All of those federal employees who are off work had real jobs and provided real services that many people, businesses, and organizations depend on to function. The result of the partial government shutdown is that there is major disruption that is seriously interfering with the economic and transactional life of the country. And the longer the partial shutdown continues, the more harmful the disruption. Why is the federal government partially shut down? That's an easy question to answer. It's a tried and true negotiating strategy. President Trump wants to build a wall long enough to run from Chicago to Los Angeles but built along the border with Mexico. The final cost of his wall would likely be $10 million a mile, but a less expensive wall might be acceptable. Maybe $2.5 million a mile would work for him. We can call that solution one. The opposition will not agree to the wall but may be fine with a technological barrier that is yet to be clearly explained. We don't know how much that type of barrier would cost but it would presumably be less than two and a half million dollars a mile. We can call that solution too. As we see, both sides agree that some type of enhanced barrier should be put in place. The federal government is shut down because the two sides can't agree about the type of barrier and how much it should cost. There is no disagreement about the need for an enhanced barrier nor that it will be expensive. How expensive? It will cost about as much as it costs to fund the federal government for 30 seconds. President Trump wants about 45 seconds and the opposition is offering only 15. The federal government is partially shut down over about 30 seconds of disputed funding. It's pretty clear that the partial federal government shutdown is not actually about funding. It seems most unlikely that either side would take such drastic action over 30 seconds of government funding. The sticking point is most likely only about the type of enhanced barrier to be put in place. This despite the reality that there is no assurance that either President Trump's wall or the opposition's electronics and drones will totally fortify the border. Either will likely reduce the number of criminals and hoodlums illegally crossing the border but neither will completely stop their passage. Let's consider this. It seems quite unlikely that either President Trump or the opposition are experts on border security. They both want good border security but thinking that they know how to best achieve it is unrealistic. Alternatively, there are certainly people who are experts. Those experts are the best source of advice and guidance. It does not seem unreasonable to assume that they would recommend some mix of security measures along the 2,000-mile border. It is fair to conclude that neither a wall nor advanced technology alone is the best solution, and neither will completely stop the influx of criminals and hooligans. Here is what may be the surprising conclusion. The federal government is not partially shut down over either the cost of enhanced security or over the type of security needed. It is partially shut down over both sides digging in and holding their ground by insisting that it is either their way or no way. There isn't a way for both sides to save face. The negotiation has reduced to a zero-sum game. It's like a childish game of King of the Hill. It's all about the conflict.
Robert Lynn said, no doubt there are other important things in life besides conflict, but there are not many other things so inevitably interesting. The very saints interest us most when we think of them as engaged in a conflict with the devil. Conflict can certainly be interesting either as a participant or as an observer, but the game and its relationship to virtue may be even more interesting. The game must first offer real and present, win-lose possibilities. If it doesn't, the virtue passes out of you. More to the point, an immediate possibility of losing is the key to virtue. Here, virtue is doing what is right and avoiding what is wrong. The virtuous person pursues winning while doing only what is right. Conflict is then not the tension between winning and losing. Rather, it's the responsibility of right versus the risk of wrong. The truly fatal risk is not losing. It's succumbing to the temptation to sacrifice one's virtue on the altar of success. It's tempting to put forth a few moral pronouncements about right and wrong but it's your call. The take-home point is simply that if you are a virtuous person, you know what's right and understand what's wrong. The game for you is doing what's right and avoiding what's wrong, while playing to win, every time. To do otherwise is to let the virtue pass out of you. I fear that the virtue has passed out of our political leaders, if there was much virtue there to start with. They have passed on doing what is right and chosen what is clearly wrong. Partially shutting down the federal government was clearly wrong. Keeping it shut down over who gets to be king is even more clearly wrong. This is especially true since the impasse results in no enhanced border security and harm to more and more people as time passes. The impasse is also making our country look increasingly foolish on the world stage. Perhaps both sides could agree to appropriate 30 seconds of funding for homeland security or another appropriate federal agency to enhance border security however they think will be most effective. Those who protect our southern border have been doing rather well for a very long time with inadequate funding. It is likely that they would do even better if their funding is more in line with the real cost of security. I don't think our politicians ought to be telling our medical experts how to treat invasive cancer and am equally sure that they should not be telling our security experts how to secure our borders.
by Kevin McLeod.